troubleshooting a problematic refrigerator up next on the Handy Guys podcast. Welcome to the Handy Guys podcast, a podcast for handy guys from handy guys. Here are the handy guys themselves, Brian and Paul. Brian, we've done many shows in the past, or maybe not many, but at least a couple, on appliances. Actually, there's probably been more than two, so we'll call it many. (laughs) Okay. Several, anyway. And as we all know, hopefully by now, our listeners and ourselves, that modern appliances um, just are not cut out for being appliances. (laughs) Right. They kind of... Yeah. Like of yeah. a lot of other things, they are uh, disposable, I guess. Or they yeah, become... they're, they're built-in planned obsolescence, it seems. So here's the bottom line, uh, just to summarize it. And we're going to talk about troubleshooting issues with the refrigerator. But this summarizes what we've already stated. I have a side-by-side five-year-old modern GE refrigerator mm-hmm. in our kitchen, yeah. Which which uh, replacement costs are somewhere north of one thousand dollars? I think they cost nowadays at twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, somewhere. Maybe in there. even more than that. Yeah. And I have a refrigerator that is ten now eleven years old, sitting in my basement that we bought on our last home. Yeah. Probably cost four five hundred dollars. Yeah. It's smaller, so that's part of it, but it's also simpler, and it has. I haven't given it. Uh, the only thing I've ever done maintenance-wise is open and close its door and plug <laughs> right. it in, right? And it still just works. So Yeah, yeah. And it's just frustrating that I have this twelve, thirteen hundred dollar model that I've done all sorts of things. I've replaced the shelves now because they would fall down in the freezer. Uh, they paid for that, and I replaced the water tank on it. And we're going to talk about the frost issues which right, I had right. with the the unit heating up. And if you do a search on my model, you'll find that there's a lot of people complaining about the GE side by side refrigerators. Right. Well, then the same thing with you know I have you one have, of those refrigerators yeah. as well. We made a video. You have a whirlpool, uh, a whirlpool side by side. Right. But again, it's one of those fancier ones, had, you know, it, with all the bells and whistles and, uh, yeah. Had I, issues that you should I, never have. I had to replace the, the main control board in there, and we documented how to do that, and that's one of our popular YouTube videos. I don't know how many thousands of hits that's had, but a lot of people have that issue. And there's a here's part of the problem, Brian. Um, the refrigerator I mentioned, my four or $500 one, yeah. it's a Maytag, I think. Yeah, okay. Maytag. Um. There are no longer, there really isn't a Maytag anymore. They've been bought out by Whirlpool. Oh, yeah, I did not know Who's that. Who's KitchenAid? They've been bought out by Whirlpool. So no um, more Maytag there, man or whatever? There is no more Maytag. I think they actually had some problems and some lawsuits, and I, I believe with some, I forget which appliance that they were making. Anyway, they are no longer a separate uh, company. Uh, KitchenAid is no longer a separate company. Huh. There's all kinds of others. I think Amana, Amana and all these others. There used to be a dozen appliance right, manufacturers right. in the U.S. alone. There's now what? GE and Whirlpool, and there might be some higher-end ones. But of the like typical— Bosch, maybe. Well, they're a German company, I believe. Right. There's a Bosch USA, but they're German. But there are, I think, not Viking, but one of those high high Mealy. Yeah, that's European too, I believe. All but right. there, there's some high end stuff. But there really isn't any more. And even those companies I may have mentioned, I think they make a lot of their stuff overseas or in Mexico. Sure. Um, so it's frustrating because we're getting appliances that are subpar, and our choices are slim. 
Uh, I think there's some other manufacturers that are newer coming into play, like Samsung, LG, some others coming from the Asia. Like Korean and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're still to be determined because the problem that right. some people are having with them is they're they're breaking down, then you can't get parts yeah. easily. So yeah. anyway, we're going to talk about uh, specifically with the refrigerator, uh, but let's provide our contact information. All right. Just go to our website, www.handyguyspodcast.com. Or, Paul, did you know you can just go to handyguys.com now? handyguys.com no way yeah how about that and just click on the contact us tab and uh, away you go cool got a project on your honeydew list let the handy guys know about it and they may talk about it on their next podcast okay so we're going to talk and I'm going to talk specifically about troubleshooting and dealing with issues with the refrigerator. Right. So there's a lot of different things that can happen with the refrigerator. We've mentioned some of them in the past. The the most obvious is that it's just not cooling correctly. So right, right. you open the door one day and things don't seem cold or your ice is melting on the freezer. So we're going to address that. But first, let's talk about, go through kind of a list of common issues you might have okay. with a refrigerator. So that's one. Things aren't cooling correctly. Right. We've talked in the past about ice makers not making yes. ice. That's a very common one. Absolutely. So we have a whole show on that. So we're not going to probably get into that too much on this show. So you can uh, you can look for that show if you have an ice maker trouble. There's all kinds of other issues. You can have the water line freeze up if you have a, a water... Uh, dispenser in the front and That's it freezes right. up and you can't get water out of it. That's right. Or you can have the, you know, just the mechanisms and the mechanics of that either ice dispenser or water dispenser go bad. Right. Absolutely. You can have a, some sort of a clog or you can have a leak in the hose line, which is just usually that cheap, uh, I don't know if it's plastic or polyethylene. Or yeah, yeah sure. polyethylene. Um, you can have the water tank in your refrigerator leak. And now you have a water tank in yours. <laughs> yes, it's a. It, 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 when I say tank, it's not what you'd expect when you hear tank, a big right. Unit but it's a water, reservoir but, for the water yes. that's in the refrigerator Correct. compartment in the back. You don't ever so that, see it unless you pull out the drawers on the refrigerator. Then you right. can see it in the back. And, and the purpose of that is so that when you get water out of the water dispenser, that the water is cold. Right, because it's gone through this this tank. Yeah, so it just holds enough water. Your the water the water runs into the refrigerator into this tank, and then it goes from there all the way. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, all the way down below the refrigerator, and then back up into the dispenser. Right. So up it actually the door. it yeah. goes into the refrigerator, back out underneath the refrigerator on the floor, <laughs> then back up on the freezer side where your where my dispenser is. On my refrigerator, there is no tank. What they've essentially done to accomplish the same thing is they put about 50 feet of coiled tubing. 50 feet? Yes. Wow. There's like a bundle (laughs) of coiled tubing in the back behind the drawers. Okay. So instead of transitioning to a tank, it's just a single continuous piece of this hose, and it's just in a big coil behind there. I have a sense this is going to be a two-part podcast. Oh, no. But, okay. Um, and so in my case, it was it's just this plastic piece that looks almost like a tube uh, zigzagging back and forth, but it's one piece. We'll call it a water tank. That's what the manufacturer calls it when you right, buy the replacement right, right. part. And uh, that can leak, or any part along the water line can leak. Right. The, the, the uh, valve can go bad. When you hit the, use the water dispenser, you push in a lever, yes. that 
that uh, tells the valve to send water. Well, that valve is sitting at the bottom of your refrigerator in the back, and it also handles the ice. When the ice calls for yeah, water, yep, it, yep, it, it yep. goes to the same valve. That valve itself, that unit can go bad. Right. So on your water tank issue leaking, uh, for those that are listening to this and maybe not picking up our or subscribe to our videos, we did a video on how to repair that. So if you uh, if you have that issue... You have water. What's the symptom, Paul? Water in the so, bottom of the refrigerator. In right? my case, it was a very slow leak. It was, I don't, and it may have even been intermittent. I'm not sure because I didn't sit there and just watch it. But you <laughs> would just notice every once in a while you'd have water on the bottom of your refrigerator, and um, you would just see it kind of under the bottom drawer. I forget if it's a vegetable drawer or whatever's on the bottom. Sure. And uh, I'd have to pull the drawer out and get a get a some paper towels or something. And there's it was a good uh, cup or two of water. But then you dry it out, and you wouldn't see the problem again for a month. So I don't know if it's slowly collected or if it just at certain times, maybe when the refrigerator sure it wasn't got the certain kids temperatures. spilling something. Well, at first I thought maybe something was spilled. Then I thought – then I didn't know what to think because I thought if you, I started Googling it, and all I found was, oh, you clearly have an issue with your defroster because the way refrigerators work is they go through a defrost cycle – the freezer specifically, and there's an evaporator coils on the back of the freezer, and it gets frosted. That's where it collects the frost, yes. and then it heats up, melts that, and that goes down into a little drain, which goes down into a pan at the bottom right. of your Right, which, and there's a heater in the pan so that it heat, that evaporates. evaporates it, right. So everyone's saying, oh, that, that must be clogged. The water's not able to get down that tube, and it's getting to the bottom of your freezer. And that's what, if it was at the bottom of your freezer, it would be frozen ice. Right. Um, and that's the more common issue. But sometimes they say the bottom of your refrigerator, because maybe it can, I don't it know. It can cross over. It can cross over in well, some one, cases. One interesting thing about modern refrigerators and freezers is there is actually no separate compressor right. for the refrigerator and one. the freezer. There's one. It, so essentially it free it it cools the air for the freezer. Yes. And then there's a connection to let some of Baffles that cold air and fans right. to send the air over to the refrigerator side. That's Correct. Right. So everything is happening on the freezer side essentially. Right. Um and, and in fact, that's how you can troubleshoot. So if you have an issue, for instance, with uh, just things not being cold enough, and if it's on both sides, yep. uh, then you know it's just something with the central uh, system that use, is used for cooling it, the compressor, the defroster, something. And if you notice, and, and that's not always obvious because it might be that the freezer is just a little bit warmer than it should be, should be down closer to zero or minus five. Maybe it's just around 25 to 30, but that's warm enough for then your refrigerator to be too warm. Right. And yet right. things are still frozen on the freezer side. So it's not always obvious, but you can have an issue too where the freezer is fine, but things in the refrigerator are not cold enough, and that's because maybe a baffle is is stuck, or the fans a fan's not working correctly, right, or depending right, right. on how it's designed in your unit. Sure. Um, now there are some, like on the real high end, they have separate compressors for the freezer oh, and okay. refrigerator compartment, but right. that's in the big Buku Bucks ones and right. commercial ones as well. Okay, sure. Okay, so let's talk about though why might uh, your uh, do we want to address the water? tank issue specifically or no i don't think we want to get into okay, that too much since, since we did the video right. okay yeah, yeah but it can leak so but if you have um uh, an issue with your defroster then you might have a problem with the refrigerator not getting or freezer not getting cold enough and i've had this issue as well you have so uh when i Ugh. fixed when i fixed my water tank i noticed about once a month 
the freezer was not cold enough, and I knew that because the ice was melting and dripping down in the freezer side. And 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 the same token, the obviously the refrigerator wasn't cold enough. So like um, you got soft ice cream and the first, things like that. Yeah, the first time I had this happen, um, I just and that wasn't the cause of the water you were having, right? In the refrigerator. It wasn't, although I thought it was. So I was a little confused. So it took me a while to realize I had two separate issues at the same uh. time. So um, the way the first time, I think I just turned the unit off. I hit my breaker on mm-hmm. it and turned it back on, and things seemed to correct itself. The second time, that didn't work, and so. I decided to take everything out of the freezer and take the back panel off of the freezer on the inside. So we're okay. looking at the back of the freezer on the inside. There are some screws, and you can remove the panel. Yeah. Behind that, there are there is an evaporator uh, coil system, which is a, it takes up most of the back. Yeah. You'll see it. It looks similar to the coils you might see on your outside air conditioning unit if you look inside that or something like that. Right. Um, and if it's not working, your defroster, that will be all frozen up. And that's what I saw. Okay, sure. So. That makes sense because a defrost cycle, essentially what it means is your for a short period of time, your refri- your freezer right. is- Once or twice go- a day usually. Is going above freezing. Yeah. So, so that any of the frost that builds up will melt. That's and, not quite and, true. There's a, no? heat, there's a heating element on the evaporator coil in the back. The heating element comes on and will melt- that it's right underneath, so the heat co- arises through the coils and okay. melts the evaporator. Now, in some cases, that makes your freezer, it usually makes the temperature warmer. It doesn't necessarily bring the whole temperature up above freezing. It just brings that area behind that panel Okay. and the evaporator coil. So if it works right, it doesn't melt your ice cream. It doesn't melt your ice okay. in that process. So um, there's a little, uh, it looks like uh, it's about maybe four inches long, this heater element that goes You're holding your fingers 12 yeah. inches apart. There you go. <laughs> okay. right, is that 12 inches long? It's about eight <laughs> inches probably. And um, so that heats up once or twice a day and melts those evaporator coils that have been collecting the frost. And that's how, defrost- okay. it, why it keeps your unit defrosted. So in my case, that wasn't working. There, all the coils were frosted up. And as a result, why are things warm? Well, there's fans that blow through those coils. Right, and the air can't get past right. the cooling coils. Exactly. And then it, it's warmer. So the unit gets warmer. Now, so how did you fix that? Okay, so you could have several different problems. And this is a common issue with the refrigerator. So, and it is common across brands and makes. Okay, so all this right. isn't a brand-specific issue. They all work very sim- similarly. All right. Uh, you, could, you could have a problem with the fans, for instance, not blowing. But if that was the case... you. I wouldn't have had this, you know, things frozen up like they were. Okay. Um, that would that would prevent your things being cooled properly. But my fans were running fine. So uh, the most, you know, according to all the research you do online, the most common issue are you can narrow down to usually three items. All right. By the way, none of them applied to me, but I will tell you what they are. <laughs> all right. One is that heating unit at the bottom. Right. It looks like almost like a, a light bulb or a thermometer or something. And that's easy to test. You can take it out and do a continuity test because all it is is a wire going through there that heats up from electricity. Right. And uh, you can do a continuity test with a tester. And if you have continuity, then that's not bad, the heating lamp. Okay. So it's not the heat. In my case, it wasn't the heating lamp. Continuity tested fine. So then usually it's one of two other things. There's a thermostat that sticks on the top of the evaporator coil, sure. which tells the control board when to turn things on and off. Right, based on what temperature right. it's reading. And okay. it uses it. It's part of the system. Right. But no- and there must be a timer as well. Well, on older units, there's a timer. 
And that you can, on older units, you can actually turn it on and off manually to make sure everything else is working. Okay. But in newer units on mine, there is no timer. It's all part of the motherboard, the control board of the okay. refrigerator. Okay. It's all built into the firmware. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So but you need a firmware chip programmer to so, come in. Yeah, there right. And... So there's a, so, uh, so there's a, the defrost thermostat. There's also a th thermistor. Uh, thermistor. Thermistor. Yeah, yeah. Thermistor. Which works similarly to a thermostat, which also tells the computer what's going on. It's stuck to the, also to the top of the evaporator coil and feeds back information. I think it's an on-off type thing based on the heat or the cooling of the coils. All right. And that can go bad. And you can test both of those devices. There's various methods, but you would use your own meter again, once again, and test resistance. And they should get a certain reading, which you can look up for your model what it should be. All right. In my case, at least the, the thermistor was fine. I haven't actually tested, to be honest with you, the, um, the, frost, uh, the defrost thermostat yet, although I have a new part that I can put in. Uh, but I was pretty convinced because my thermistor was brand new. I took it out. I mean, not brand new, but it was a newer style that supposedly doesn't have as many issues. Okay. I tested it after removing it, and you actually have to snip the wires and then re you know, put uh, new, new attach wire new notes. wires, and you have to put silicon silicon in there and everything to seal it all up so that that it doesn't get mess up the connections. Another video, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that the one I took out was fine. I put a new one in anyway, and uh, so I decided to go ahead and just replace the entire control board which is the brains of the freezer. Right. Like we have a video yeah. on doing you, on mine. You, you did it for yours. Did you right. replace the entire board or was it like a daughter board or something? It, uh, it was remember. the main board. Okay, so I, that's what I did. I replaced the main board for my <laughs> unit. It cost about $150, but you get 25 yeah. back if you return the old one. Oh, on I didn't part. have that option. Yeah, you don't. on this part you do. I don't know why. Was it underneath in the back? Oh, I take it back. That was for my dishwasher. That's another story. Okay. <laughs> um, uh. I replaced the control board on it, and I don't remember what it, it what it cost, but it was somewhere in that ballpark. A hundred was it underneath in the back? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, not underneath. It was higher than yours. Okay. I have a lower panel on mine, and then I have a separate panel just for the board, about okay. a maybe twelve inches off from the. So, bottom. would the video we did on replacing mine be in any way applicable? To what you did, or is it? Yeah, just... Yeah, it is because you're essentially taking off the back panel, you unplug the unit obviously from any power. Then you just re, you're pulling out ribbon cables and things, connectors. And if you've if you've worked with PCs like we have, it's just the yeah, same yeah. old thing. It's very similar to connectors sure. on a motherboard. Get it old one out, plug the new one in. It's pretty easy. So um, it's you know you don't want to have to, that expense if you think one of those the other parts like for two or three parts it was 20 bucks total so right. i was hoping it was one of them but i finally got tired of waiting another month and i thought i'm just replacing it cuz i don't want to deal with it again cuz right. it's a pain to pull everything out of your freezer by the way a temporary fix if yeah. you pull off the stuff in the freezer take off the back panel and everything's frozen up but you want to get things running again you take a hair dryer to it right. melt the evaporators yourself yeah. And that's why I was able to go another month, and I went about three months doing that until I finally oh. decided I need to get this fixed. Right. Well, that's one of the fixes we talked about for your ice maker. They can often freeze up, and and maybe one of the yeah. causes of that freeze up would be a, a faulty defrost. It is. It can be. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that, but you know, defrosting well, that can get the the water flowing into the ice maker. Well, the other thing is the ice maker itself will stop working because what right. happens is things get too warm in the freezer. The ice melts, and then it freezes again, and then your auger can't turn. Right, it all gets. And that's what happened to me when I was doing work on it. I forgot to empty the ice one time, 
and just left it all. I thought it melded uh, I a little in, bit and melted it froze into like a solid block. It huh? froze everything up, including <laughs> the the thing that the the lever that it uses to tell it whether it's full. So ice was right. just overflowing the whole <laughs> everywhere. It was falling out all over the floor when you open the freezer. So um, nice, but now it's working fine. So anyway, uh, yeah, I got it working. Now here's here's uh, uh, this is n- we don't we're not getting paid a dime for this. I probably shouldn't mention this, but. No, if it's useful to our listeners, we're <laughs> going to mention it. It's useful for our listeners. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that yet. We always mention it if it's useful. <laughs> right. I, I'm trying to sound like a pro here. Um, <laughs> if you buy your parts at repairclinic.com, right. and they sell parts for pretty much every appliance that I've had to deal with, Okay. they have a 365-day return policy. Well, there you go. So what I did is I went ahead and bought a new thermistor, defrost uh, thermostat, uh, and uh, the main board... And uh, I had them ready to go. And uh, if I decide, for instance, that this main board replacement in a month doesn't fix it, I can, you know, return it. There you go. Get my money back. So it's a great deal. Yeah, that is pretty good. I didn't realize that. You know, usually when I'm looking for a part for something, I'll just Google the part number, you know, or the model number and then find a parts catalog and... You know, whoever has it cheaper, you know, I order it. But if Repair Clinic has that good of a return policy, that may be a future option. Now, they don't, uh, they do have videos for a lot of parts as well. It's not obvious where you get to the video. A lot of times you have to find your part, and then when you see it listed, it'll it'll have a little icon if there's a video associated. And for the videos that they have, they're very well done, but they don't have a video for every part. But they do have a lot. Well, there's got to be a lot of parts out there. Obviously, yeah. So, anyway, that's the refrigerator. That's how you troubleshoot. (laughs) A, uh, a refrigerator that's not getting cold, you want to look, that's one of the prime symptoms, the evaporator. Now, there could be some other issues. Your compressor maybe not be working very right. well. That's the last thing you want to replace. So, and a compressor yeah. is probably so expensive. And it's going to require a professional install because there's yeah. um, uh, your coolant that's in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and things like that. And at that point, it may be <sighs> just get a new refrigerator and get the four or $500 one, not the Two thousand dollars. Yeah, worth, maybe. Right? But you do want to make sure that it's clean, and and you can do that by taking your unit well, out yeah. and just vacuuming all the dust that collects. Right, because you have coils on the outside yes. as well, and, and they, those can get all gunked up. You know, if you have do. cats or whatever, you can get cat hair. <laughs> just on Just regular them or dust. We don't have cats, and ours was loaded with dust. Just I saw in the some of that dust in the video. Paul. Well, and by then <laughs> I had cleaned it already, so I didn't even show. Right. Oh, at least on the back. You're right, right. There was a bunch on the front, too. Yeah, underneath. It collects, yeah. So it, you really want to keep that clean. And, and once It'll make a year it run more efficient. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. So that's the back. Um, and then we didn't even cover all the other little things that can go wrong. Like, for instance, you get uh, the seal goes bad, so it's letting in air. Or you, right. you uh, the doors get out of aligned, or the, the light bulbs stop working, or well, whatever. Well, we did the light bulb <laughs> stop working on mine, because yeah. that was a real persnickety problem, right. and, and it ended up being in the control board. There's some guys now that have, maybe gals, I'm not sure, but they figured out on the control board what's wrong hmm. and there's a guy that has a, a little website where he describes how to like get your soldering iron out and jumper <laughs> wires between things and replace resistors on the board <laughs> and uh to fix it that's funny i wouldn't advise that no <laughs> uh but anyway uh, there you have it unfortunately modern appliances just they stink <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, we're going to talk about dishwashers and more dishwasher issues uh, on a later show. So that's but one show we just got through refrigerators, huh? Uh, and I think, I mean, uh, there's probably more issues we haven't covered, but that's the big one. All right. The, the, the froster. 
Is there, unless you want to cover something else, but no, no. Okay. How far are we into this show? We're 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 enough for a show and a half here. <laughs> All right, uh, baby. So no, we'll cover a dishwasher in a, in a forthcoming show. Uh, modern appliances, as one appliance repairman said in a forum I was visiting, which we'll talk about, only last now eight to twelve years at best. Whereas, it, and some will even say five to ten years, whereas they used to last you know fifteen plus. Right. So yeah. all right, we'll uh, be back uh, next week with another episode. All right, thanks. See, See you. Bye. The Handy Guys will be back next week. Same handy time, same handy website. <laughs>